I'm rewatching The Office because my life is terrible. Hey, I'm Michael Scott. Wackadadago. You ever watch The Office? Obviously you have. <laughs> yeah, that's his, you know his, his catchphrase. You know Michael Scott's famous catchphrase. Yeah. Wackadadago. <laughs> uh Neither one is good because Dago is a slur. For what? For whom? <laughs> Italians. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I thought that was just WAP. <laughs> no, you're thinking of WAP, 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 is well. Nope. Isn't WAP? Yeah, without papers. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> there are others, too. I mean, we're saying these words in quotation. We're talking about the word and yeah. the definition. We're not talk- We're not calling people those words. <laughs> yes. Anyway, when you get when you talk about the word, it's okay to say the word. You're right. Just don't call people stuff. I got fired from the sperm bank yesterday. Apparently, you're not allowed to nudge the nearest coworker and say, Get a load of this guy every time someone walks in. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John, here in a beautiful field of blue bonnets. That's right. And together we're Henry and John in this beautiful field of blue bonnets because it is flower season in Austin. It's springtime in the United States. And one thing about Austin is, (laughs) no matter where you drive, no matter where you park, your car will get dusted and green stuff. Yeah, I uh, I had a really fun experience where I was running some quick errands. Let me let me walk you through my Saturday, Henry. Alrighty. So what I had to do on Saturday was I had to get some money from an ATM to conduct a cash only transaction for a vacuum cleaner. Oh. I then needed to uh, go to a credit union to get their field of membership so I could try to join. Okay. And then I had to sign up for a new gym. Oh, you did that. I did that. Oh. And uh, in the time it took me to sign up for a new gym, it was minutes. I parked my car. Clean. It was fine. It was early morning. I went, signed up for the gym membership. I went outside and every single car was caked in pollen. Yeah, those flowers sure are getting busy right now. They they really want them breed. And you know what sucks about that? Allergies? Allergies and shortness of breath for those of us who have, like, weird, irritated lungs. I used to have uh, really, really bad allergies, and they haven't bothered me here yet, but from what I understand, it gets worse. Since I've moved here, I have not gotten, like, all congested and snotty. Yeah. Well, I... It sounded like there was going to be more than that oh, sentence. It really sounded there like there wasn't. Was. Sorry, I was doing my lead-up voice, but I had nothing to lead up to. But yeah, I don't know. Ever since I moved out of my original hometown, I really haven't had that much of a problem with allergies. Maybe allergies are just a way of God telling people to get out of their hometowns. <laughs> hey, I mean, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Getting out of your hometown's the best thing that can ever happen to you. Oh, well, I mean, it depends, I guess. It's relative. Unequivoc- unequivocally true. Okay. Well, no matter where you go, you could go from New York City to the pit of a whale. The pit of a whale? And that would be an improvement. 
John. Yeah? I have a diagram of a whale here. Uh-huh. A- anatomically correct. Okay, uh, this could, looks like the drawings I've seen. Could you point to the pit of the whale? Oh, it's right here. Oh, under the, the under the fin. Yeah, the pit of a whale. Like an armpit. Yeah, the fin pit. The fin pit, all right. Well, that makes sense. I'm glad we settled that time-honored argument. But yeah, I, uh, I did sign up for a gym. I should have gone with you. I mean, do you want to sign up for a gym? Sure. You can go there for a week for free. Uh, just one week? For free? <laughs> I know. That's all they'll see me. <laughs> yeah, they'll kick you out right after that. I, I actually did want to talk about my gym on the podcast. Oh, well, then why not do it right now at the top of the show? I, I mostly wanted to talk about not only my gym or maybe not even my gym. We might completely avoid talking about it in specifics, but I want to talk about, like, how good it feels to be me right now. Oh. <laughs> are you are you just straight gonna brag? No, no, no. So we, last couple episodes, well, last episode, did we get in the weird deep dive about happiness last episode? Yeah, that was last episode, because it was called Deep Dive. I forget what the episode title was, but it was really clever. Yeah, so, uh... We got into a deep dive on the concept of happiness, and after that podcast, I um, it might just be the vernal equinox, the magic of the shifting of the stars. It could be the pollen in the air <laughs> and on the cars. Could be the pollen. It could be my seasonal affective disorder finally giving up the ghost, or just you've got manic seasonal uh, affective disorder, so you're on the upswing right now. It's seasonal positivity disorder. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I just feel really good because over the over the weekend after that podcast came out, I conducted a cash-only transaction for a vacuum cleaner. Didn't you guys already have a vacuum cleaner? Yeah, but it was really bad. All right. That's very good now. Because it's new. It's new. All right. Uh, but it was cash-only. I can't stress that enough. Why do you keep but saying so, that? So uh, we bought this vacuum cleaner. I signed up for a gym, and we went hiking and we went to like this really beautiful place and it was really great but really the thing that's affecting my mood the best is not only the fact that i signed up for a gym but which gym i signed up for because it's like a weird bodybuilding olympic deadlifting gym it's a hellhole i love it i feel like the gym that i joined is like the perfect gym for a very specific kind of person. Well, you got to go into more detail. Are we talking to like Satanist or people over the age of 35? A lot of those. Baldies. A lot of baldies. Really? There's a, there's quite a few baldies. Uh, I, mean, because I guess it comes with the territory of having an excess of testosterone. Yeah, if, if you're someone who has a lot of testosterone, either naturally or unnaturally, as I suspect a few people at this gym might. I mean, steroids are cool. Yeah, steroids are awesome. So, the, the thing about... What the fuck? I don't know. The thing about... Oh. The thing about this gym that I love, uh, kind of above all, is just its general attitude that is so hard to find in pretty much any kind of major gym. And I feel like what I want to do, Henry, is I want to run you through a couple of the features of this gym that I've found. And you tell me whether you think they would appeal to you or just kind of appeal to the general gym goer. 
Well, yeah, l- let's do that. I'm, let's pretend that I am a prospective gym member, and I'm walking through the doors. What do you show me first? Uh, the first thing that I would show you is the gym is, it's in two parts. One was the original gym when it first opened a few years ago. And that's to the left. Uh, to the right is a church that was part of the same strip mall that they bought the church. Uh, they gutted that church and filled it with weights. And it still has an operational kitchen. But maybe what I would show you first is just how dirty everything is. You mean like visibly dirty? Or- visibly dusty. Visibly worn. When you say dusty, are you trying to say that, like, people don't go there? I... Here's the thing. This gym has so much stuff in it, and so many people are throwing things against the ground and rubbing chalk on their hands. Things just happen. (laughs) It sounds like you're describing an old boxing gym. It's very... There's a giant uh, boxing ring that's set up in one of the corners. So then it's a boxing gym. Yeah, for for boxing classes, but it's also a powerlifting gym, strongman gym, sometimes CrossFit gym. It pretty much serves everything... For, for fitness, but if you were your typical gym person, and the first thing I showed you was just a, a low-level but persistent amount of grime, is that a plus for you? That would probably be a minus, because I wouldn't want to get sick, because everybody knows when you sweat, you're becoming vulnerable to the environment, because all yeah. your pores are opening up. And they're accepting the dust. And Yeah, so like you rub some dust in there. I don't know about all that. Okay, so that's one mark against my gym. Second thing I would show you. In the original section of the gym, now there is a section of the ceiling that I would like to call missing. (laughs) Wait, you mean like a skylight? Uh, no. So there was once a drop ceiling. And there's a lot of drop ceiling everywhere else. But in this area... To kind of accommodate some of the taller machines, they've just kind of torn the ceiling out, and there are, like, ducts and stuff hanging out of it. Oh, so, like, exposed to in- installation and such? There's, I mean, maybe. Asbestos? It, none of it's ever on, so probably it's not in the air. It's just hanging out there. Okay. It's an industrial look. Yeah, it's a very, very industrial. Very brutal very, very brutalist industrial. Yeah, brutalist industrial. So is that a plus? I mean, I don't really go to a gym for aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So, like, if my gym is art deco, eh. If my gym is brutalist industrious, eh. As long as they have good equipment and people who will save me when my arms give way at the bench lift. The well, bench lift? <laughs> the bench press. The bench lift. So, while talking of good equipment... Let me tell you what else my gym has. Pretty much every kind of exercise machine by a particular brand called Hammer Strength from, I believe, the 80s. Oh, none of the new ones from... They have new ones too, but why fix what's not broken? Are the machines broken? They are not broken, but they are very old. But, like... They work, and you can clearly see that people have fixed them, but sometimes... With duct tape. (laughs) Well, sometimes instead of, like, the traditional padding, it is the original padding, but it has been covered over in duct tape. That's a little disconcerting. 
Okay, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. There are a lot of stickers everywhere that just say the word meat chips. Why? I don't know, and I haven't been able to bring myself to ask. Well, you know what happens when you ask. You get inducted into the cult of meat chips. You have to worship meat chip. You, you have to. Now, uh, so is that three strikes against or two against one four? Well, two against one neutral. I don't. I didn't really mind the exposed ductwork. I don't think that's a problem. Okay, well, let me tell you what this gym also seems to feature. And I, I have not seen this in a gym yet, and I think it's a really a, a real big selling point. So based on the first time I went in, they seem to have this guy who might be a piece of furniture, I'm not sure, but he just stands there and he's got this giant iron contraption that someone has backed a truck onto and he is lifting the truck repeatedly with the giant iron contraption. So they have alternative lifting exercises. Oh, yes. The thing about this gym is there's no... There's nothing... There's... If you want to do an exercise, it's there. All right. So let me put up a little comparison for you so maybe maybe I can wrap my head around this. Yes. This gym is the polar opposite of Planet Fitness. It is so completely the opposite of Planet Fitness, it's it's ridiculous. So, they're, yeah. They're like weird... People... Maybe the owner has taken like... Pages of comic books featuring the Incredible Hulk and tape them to the walls. Okay, as inspiration. As inspiration, because everyone wants to be the Incredible Hulk, obviously. Yeah, but he didn't really work for his muscles. Yeah, he was a scientist, but then... Yeah. I, oh, get your PhD. Get your PhD. Then get your muscles. Get your muscles. Get that doctor muscle. Doctor, <laughs> they call me Dr. Muscle, by the way. Oh, at the gym? Yeah. The, every time they see me, they're like, hey, Dr. Muscles. I'm like, stop does everyone get a cool nickname? Yeah, when you sign up. You, you sign up, they're like, name. Then they're like, don't put, don't fill that part out yet. We choose. We choose. Make sure your billing information's correct, but leave the name blank. Yeah, Big Tex. You're born, but Big Tex chooses. That's how I get called Big Tex. I thought your name was Dr. Muscles. No, the name of the gym is Big Tex. Oh, Big Tex? Big Tex, like Big Texas. They leave out the... As. Yeah, because there's no ass in Big Tex. <laughs> what? Just a bunch of biceps. Do they all skip lower half day? <laughs> uh, that is that is a funny joke, but they have a room dedicated to working out your legs and butt. Well, at least it's like cordoned off so you're not like on display for everybody in the gym. Yeah, you gotta see it. It's a trip. I would be interested in going with you. It's the, if our schedules would ever align. It's the craziest gym I've ever been to. I right now I'm thinking about going to it. I can't, but I want to. Wait, you mean like foregoing the podcast? Not foregoing the podcast, but if I could exist in two places at once, podcasting and lifting weights at this new gym, I absolutely would. Yeah, seriously, like if there was a way to, I don't know, farm out my body to someone who will go work it out while my mind is elsewhere. Yeah. You know, doing video doing video <laughs> games, playing drugs, what have doing you. Doing the work of video game. Uh, or doing our, our, you know, volunteering for this <laughs> podcast. Yes. Uh, I call I, it work. 
Yeah, no, because volunteer, when you volunteer, it's always something you love doing, like helping a friend move. <laughs> yes, this podcast is the podcasting equivalent of an obligation to a friend. Yeah, for both of us, it goes both ways. <laughs> oh no, too sad. But if there was a way to do that, separate body from mind, then do be do se- separate things. Yeah. I would be fit as a fiddle. Yeah, if we could fork our consciousness like in some transhuman nightmare. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Eventually. It's coming. I almost feel like I... Now, here's the thing. When I was working at my gym, I was actually thinking a little bit about transhumanism. Oh, really? So this idea that uh, humans will eventually separate their consciousnesses from their bodies and like move into a larger, maybe joined consciousness where we don't have physical forms. We covered this last week when we were discussing Facebook. Okay, so yeah, transhumanism. Yeah. Pretty good, uh, I guess. But I wonder, because physical culture and being active and like being surrounded by the atmosphere of the gym I joined makes me so happy. Could human beings leave lifting? It it would be... Not not eating, not not, sleeping, not any other thing. Just lifting. Okay, if you want to re- reduce it to just lifting, but I, I I think the same thing would can can be said that it would be the next step of evolution. It would require like an entire abandonment of society, abandonment of culture, all of that gone. Because yeah. a lot of the a lot of our cultures and societies and the way we view the world is all perceived through a physical body. Yeah. In fact, I say a lot of it. A hundred percent of the human experience is filtered through a physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first medium. Yeah. Uh, getting rid of that and, and becoming a shared consciousness, be it digital or transcendent, what have you, would be it, it would be the end of humanity as we know it. So there would be resistance for sure. And people like resistance for lifting. Yeah, because it's, resistance training. It's resistance training. Holy shit, Henry. You have no idea. This podcast is part two of the last podcast. Remember how I said that Mark Zuckerberg is going to become a transhumanist, but Jeff Bezos is getting beefy yeah. because he's going to be... He's going to fight the transhumanists. He's going to be the beef people fighting the computer wizards. The the, the, the series finale of humanity is, is a knock, knock, wait, knock out, knock down, drag, drag out, out fight down. between muscly Jeff Bezos... <laughs> And and computer transhumanist Zuckerberg, while Elon Musk watches from Mars, living out the Martian Chronicles with Ray Bradbury's ghost. It's basically going to be the end of Devilman Crybaby. No, because then <laughs> no one wins. Jesus Christ, never mention that anime. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that's, that's pretty, I think that's what it's going to be. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to be with Ray Bradbury's ghost and... Elon Musk on Mars. That that sounds good. Man. So, I don't know. I'm happy you joined a new gym. Me too. I wish our schedules were more communable. We have weekends. You always mention weekends. You know what I do on the weekend? What? Nothing. You could lift. Lifting is like doing nothing. I know, but I, I would want to lift more than one time a week. Oh, you just have to fit it all into the one day. <laughs> I don't skip leg day. I cram it in there with arm day and back day and core day and pinky toe day. People talk about the bro split, but let me tell you, I have a new workout routine 
That's called the Chaos Day. <laughs> it's one day of week, one day a week, all twenty four hours. Yes, no sleep, no sleep. Your your sleep is your rest between sets. Your only your only meal is protein. Yeah, uh-huh. and you can have that powdered or in organic form. Yeah, organic in the form of meats. Or, or or beans, beans, legumes, and tofu, and certain nuts, <laughs> certain nuts. Uh, now, I mean, uh, the thing about the chaos day, a lot of people don't have what it takes. I, I would say ninety five percent of people don't have what it takes. <laughs> I would say virtually a hundred percent of people don't have what it takes for the chaos day. But if you are willing to remain consistent with the chaos day. Also, it's important to note that while you only consume protein uh, on the chaos day, you are to uh, not eat protein for the rest of the week. You are also forbidden from work. For the rest of the week? The chaos day is so intense that you will work out for a full 24 hours and rest for six days. Wow. Like God. In reverse. <laughs> in reverse. Like an inverse God. Yes. One the day chaos day. Have the physique of an inverse God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Alright. Well, sign me up. I guess. That sounds um, pretty good. Also, you're forbidden from eating for the rest of the, the week. Oh, never mind. I like food. I usually work out just so I could eat food. Well, you can do that on the chaos day. No, because I want to <laughs> eat more than protein. I mean, there's so many other things. Water. Yeah. You can you can have water with your protein. Frozen water that you can, like, cut with, <laughs> I guess, ice picks. Yes. Uh, you can't have that. That's a solid. A liquid. That's a carb. Oh, it's a carb? Yes. Yeah. I, I do like to bread and fry it. Oh, that'll do it. Ugh. They're like a little soggy chicken nugget. <laughs> you just feed the bread. <laughs> what if it... What if... Okay, what if... Hold on. I'm holding. You know they have those uh, those water those water bottles made of that, like, algal gelatin? No. They're, they're like big, squishy, like, slimes from Dragon Quest. Um... And they have, like, really thin membranes, and you, like, suck the water out of them. But then you can eat the membranes? Yeah, actually, I do know what you're talking about. What if you could bread one of those and fry it such that it is a crispy, breaded, fried pocket of water? And you, like, bite into it, and it's just water on the inside? Pretty sure you just gave either Domino's or Olive Garden (laughs) a great idea. Oh, man, I can't wait to order those sweet new fried water bubbles from oh, Domino's. We'll see at Olive Garden. It's wine. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be so good. The new the new <laughs> bread wine glass. It's a shame, though, that uh, it really... The fried wine really took off in a direction no one anticipated. Now it's all over Instagram. You go to Kirkland's and you buy, like, signs that say, Live, laugh, drink breaded wine. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, breaded wine. You know, hang it up in your kitchen. Yeah. But you can't make it at home. You gotta go through Olive Garden or Domino's. <laughs> you have to go through the proprietary process. Yeah. Of, uh, it's patented. It really is. You jumped on board so hard. Yeah, it really, really is patented. While we're spitting into the wind, we mentioned Zuckerberg and Bezos and Elon Musk, the industrious men of comedy. We got the Zuck, the Bees, and the Mist. I mean, the Musk. And uh, that brings me to my segment that I prepared today. A little follow-up to our Facebook 
fiasco. Facebook on trial, which never really went anywhere. I will be the first to admit, as a segment, poorly conceived. All of our segments sort of peter out with jokes toward the end, but, I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you know that by now. Yeah. So I just want to follow up with some things that have happened in the wake of this, not Facebook gate, but I guess Facebook thing. And, uh, you know, just uh, just no big deal. Just to catch you back up on it, Facebook leaked the data. Data? Data? <laughs> Facebook leaked the data of 50 million users in 2015. It was used uh, as a pretty potent political weapon by Cambridge Analytica in 2016. And in addition, there's probably a wide-ranging conspiracy dealing with uh, both Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook uh, creative and uh, production leads. That was very well summed up. I said uh too many times. So I didn't hear it because I was listening. Ten points from Gryffindor. Oh, shit. We'll never win the House Cup now. But to follow up on a few things, uh, the United Kingdom, our friends across the pond. The UK? Yeah, the UK. <laughs> Eleanor Rigby. What? Uh, they, they, I don't know who they is. The UK subpoenaed yeah. Zuckerberg to come over and talk about, hey, this data this data breach and all of the things associated with it. And he said no. Oh, great. He said, That's not good. He sent two other Facebook people, like drones, I guess. I, I can't name another person who works at Facebook. Wasn't the statement from Mark Zuckerberg about that... Something to the effect of, uh, we just want to, we just want to send the people who know the most about the situation. Maybe that's me. Maybe it isn't. I, I don't, I honestly, I don't have that article pulled up. I, that was just a headline I saw that I saw that first they, they called him over, say, Hey, come on. We want to sit down and chat about what you did to our subjects because they're, they're a monarchy over Yeah, they there. call them their subjects. Uh, to our peasants. To our peasants. To our paisanos. To which he said, uh, I ain't no subject of you. Here, have two other people. Yeah, have two other people. Have have my cronies, crab and goyle, boil. <laughs> and what a statement to be like, I can't just send one person because that would mean they're the equivalent to me. <laughs> yes. I will send two people who... Probably still don't add up, for I am Mark Zuckerberg. You know, they, they add up to uh, 0.74 Zuckerbergs. <laughs> oh, there's a scale. There is. As a result of all of this, uh, Facebook... I've, se- I've seen two statistics. One of which I might believe, the other which I'll say first. Uh, Facebook has lost $100 billion in 10 days. Is that the one you believe? That's the one I wanted to say first. Oh. Because when you click on the, the link that act- that says that... Um, it, it changes. See, look, you can watch this. Facebook has lost $100 billion in 10 days. Uh-huh. You click on that link. The number changes to $70 billion in 10 days, and I don't know why. Oh, probably. You know what it is? They probably made that headline, and then they actually did their research and changed it. Yeah, so Facebook has apparently lost $70 billion across stocks, and advertisers are pulling out. Good. Yeah, people are not supporting... This blatant stupidity. Yeah, people people don't seem to... I mean, I deleted that Facebook app. I've got more on that. Okay. Because it turns out deleting that Facebook app was a really good idea. Yeah, I, uh, I exposed myself to a little bit of that, but I'll wait. Uh, I just want to name a few of the advertisers that were pulling out, if I could, but it turns out this article doesn't have any of them. 
I saw earlier it was like Pep Boys. Who cares? Uh-huh. But uh, Firefox. Really? Firefox pulled out. It seems like Firefox would be the first one to be like, eh, let's and get out of here. We're going to circle back to Firefox at the end of this segment where I give a little bit of advice on what you can do. Okay, the Mozilla Corporation. Yeah, Mozilla. Yeah, the Netscape people. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Netscape? Netscape is part of the lineage that led to Firefox. I always thought they kind of, like, just died. I'm 99% sure. Maybe I'm thinking of Safari. Safari is Apple. Hmm. Safari still exists. We'll have to research this. Get back to us. All right. All right, so your company loses... $70 $70 billion over 10 days. Nothing to sneeze at. Uh, what do you think your response might be, John? Uh, to, uh, apologize. Okay, that sort of happened. It, no one actually really bought it. Uh, what would you do after apologizing? Uh, probably make... I would, I would try to be as transparent as possible... I would try to lay out the facts about it, and then I would promise corrective action so things like that don't happen in the future. So you wouldn't at any point kind of blame the users? No, I think that would be ridiculous, especially considering 50 million people could be feeling pretty well uh, used by your company. How about this headline for you? Uh, Zuckerberg hits users with the hard truth. You agreed to this. Oh, boy. Uh, after another privacy bombshell, Facebook tells horrified user- users, it's explained right there in the app. Oh, good. And this is this is what I w- was alluding to. It turns out the Facebook app was scraping metadata from all of your texts and every single call you make on your Android device. And that's all... Yeah, it's all Android. It's For all Android. For some reason, iPhone... Well, I mean, maybe it has something to do with the fact that Apple's uh, pretty strict on on privacy stuff for certain apps. So maybe, I don't know. That's horrifying, though. Android is the uh, predominant platform for mobile users, like, far and away. Not for our podcast for some <laughs> reason, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and, and the thing about you said, the thing about... The thing you said about being transparent is sort of how we discovered this. Mm-hmm. Because pe- there's an option on Facebook to download all of your private data. Okay. People did this. They, they were like, well, let's just download it, see what exactly might have been leaked. And that's how they discovered all of their call logs mm-hmm. and all of like the metadata, the, the information surrounding their texting. Oh, wow. So, so-, so like if you have location turned on. Maybe your location or the time that you sent it. Exactly. That's crazy. And to who? That's crazy. To whom? That's insane. Your calls, it was the location you're at, because that's automatically logged, uh-huh. who you called, uh-huh. and how long that call lasted. Great. And so they know who you're talking to. They know who... And I mean, if, if you if you cross-reference the, that data... You can, like, find the locations of two people who are having a phone call over a specific period of time and effectively track people. And, and so, you know when you download an app on Android, it, it prompts you with, this app is requesting all of this stuff? Uh-huh. I don't think it actually prompts you about that. It doesn't prompt you about getting information about your calls and texting. Yeah, I mean, it. They. Uh, I remember back when Android was a little bit newer... And this was on iPhone, too, is that permissions tended to be wordier. 
And but now the permissions are they're very standard. They're like this wants access to your photos, but it's like. But what will you do with my photos? Yeah. Like, like I, I've seen in sort of more transparent apps, uh, to name drop one, the Blueberry mm-hmm. uh, app for podcasting and such. It'll say, like, do you want to give access to your Twitter? We can post on your behalf. Yeah. And what they mean is you can use Blueberry as sort of like a hub for all of your social media. Uh-huh. You type in a message and it posts up everything uh, automatically. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. But but it, that would be them posting on your behalf. Yeah. So other companies are a little more transparent about permissions. Uh, whereas Facebook clearly is not. Uh, apparently the company released a statement... Uh, people can delete previously uploaded information at any time and can find all the information available to them in their account and activity log from our download your information tool. So my suggestion is if you still have Facebook, which fewer and few, fewer people are, are having a Facebook these days, uh, I would go ahead and delete any information you can. Just, I mean, it's already been leaked if it was leaked. Yeah. Well, for 50 million people, it was. Yeah, I mean, the information has... You can't stop them from having... You can't stop what's happened, but you can prevent future stuff. Yeah, that's... Also, how incredibly, incredibly conceited is it of Facebook to say, like, it was in the app, you can just... You can access it and delete it. It's like, yeah, I mean, we collected information on you for 10 years... To build a dossier to sell to marketing agencies, but you could just ask us to see it. I mean, we never told you you could, but you coulda. It's your fault for not checking into it. I mean, that's like saying, oh, it's in the terms of service, which no one has read. Yeah, except that one guy who read the terms of service on some piece of software and got like 2500 bucks. That's neat. Yeah, it was like, if you text us this code, you'll get money. But no, that's, uh, I mean, that is... Classic, like, upper echelon Silicon Valley shifting the blame to the end user by being like, you just didn't pay close enough attention. It's like, maybe if you didn't build an insidious data gathering hub for your own profit, we wouldn't have had to look for whether or not our information was being scraped and sold. And, like, the thing is, to a certain extent, we were aware of the data collection they were doing. We, I mean, through the targeted ads and all, that, yeah. that was pretty obvious. Okay, you're selling some of my interests to advertisers. Mm-hmm. To an extent, we were okay with that because that's what Google does. To an extent, that's what Netflix does. I mean, we're used to that model. Yeah. What we were not aware about, and they should have made more aware, is that they were also selling that information to political companies. Yeah, to, to people who try to influence political uh, outcomes, which is insane. Which... Seems like it should barely be legal if it is legal at all. Like, getting access to that level of information should not be possible for any candidate. And, I mean, we talked about a little bit uh, on the previous podcast and on previous podcasts, but there's there's this increasing sense in the world that for convenience you pay with your identity. And it's something that has been so deeply ingrained in us since primarily Facebook. Yeah. started uh, using advertisements and pretty much asking for way too much permission into our personal lives to give us things that were convenient. And we're so indoctrinated to the idea that we have to give up our identities to receive convenience that it takes something like 50 million people 
having their information stolen before anyone asks any questions. That would be, if, if you walked that back in time to when Facebook was four years old, that would destroy the company. Yeah, that would be the end of it right then and there. And 50 million people having their personal information scraped and stolen at this point, it's probably going to seriously hurt Facebook. But we're so used to selling ourselves for convenience that it's not going to stop the company. No, I I mean, they're going to probably hit all-time lows, but they're going to bounce back from this as soon as the news cycle turns. Yeah, because as soon as people stop caring about it, I mean, Equifax is still a company and it had the most egregious breach of consumer information maybe in history. Equifax is protected by the government. You're right. Facebook isn't. Facebook is the government. Well, the government... The current regime, the cur- is it regime that's not- Sure, you can say regime. Is that- cu- Yeah. The current cabinet. Yeah, but you can also say regime. The current administration. That's yeah. what people say, administration. The current administration definitely benefited from Facebook, so they might be in a, between a rock and a hard place of whether or not they're going to defend it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Zuckerberg seems to have political aspirations, so he- more than likely, he has friends that might help him. Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, friends who went to his wedding and then <laughs> yeah. influenced political elections. Political elections? Just elections is what I could have said. Most elections are political. Yeah. Except for, like, I don't know, clubhouse elections? The election of president of the clubhouse? Yeah, like, at clubs? Yeah, those are political. I mean, like, school clubs. There's politics involved. There's politics everywhere. Yeah. All right, so we can't stop Facebook. I mean, I also, I have now deleted the Facebook app, the Pages Manager app that I was using for a little while, Mm -hmm. and I I got rid of Messenger. Okay. It's a good choice. I still haven't done that. I've deleted all of it because after I found out they were scraping metadata from stuff that I didn't want... I don't want them to know who I'm texting. Yeah, I'm trying to definitely move away from Messenger, but there's still, like, two friends who still... I'm like, hey, text me, and they still, like, they're group chats. Yeah. And it could be we all join Signal. We all join Signal. Get at me, 601-556-6566. I would say we could use WhatsApp, but Facebook owns, owns that, so don't use WhatsApp. What if there's, like, a new app? I think Google's got... Google's got two messaging apps. They got Google Allo. And then Google Messenger. We could just text each other. What? We could just text each other over the telephone. Oh, so that way only the NSA has access to all of our data. Yeah, and they had that anyway. People are not outraged about that. So, But here's another thing you can do. For those of us who use Firefox, Mozilla Firefox, I'm not one of them. Me either. I use Google Chrome. Same. But the Mozilla company or yeah. conglomerate? Also, yeah, Netscape. Oh, they, they did? They, they did They did Netscape. What a very... The lineage is direct. What a very good rebranding on their part, because Netscape was crap for a while. And now Firefox, from what I say, is pretty good again. Yeah, I, that would be like you telling me, oh, you remember Opera? They're now Yahoo. <laughs> They're now the Yahoo company. Anyway, uh, Mozilla, the people at Mozilla released an extension for Firefox. They call it a Facebook container. Mm-hmm. And basically what it does is it it controls where your Facebook data can go. So, like, if you think of permissions on your phone, mm-hmm. it's basically, like, permissions for Facebook. Okay. What information are you going to let Facebook keep track of? 
And what information are you going to let Facebook give out to other people? That seems vital for not only Facebook, but dozens of websites. Well, right now, I think it's only for Facebook. Uh, maybe they'll expand in the future. But if you use that, you use that there, that there, Firefox, maybe give it a try, maybe download it. Maybe this is just a way for Mozilla to get your information. No company is is blameless. No one is safe. Maybe Google will come up with an extension to... Yeah, I mean, Google's probably like, well, that's what we do anyway. Well, I mean, Google looks at it and they're like, oh, you sold it to, uh, to politicians? How quaint. And then, like, Mr. Google or whatever looks over his shoulder and there's just a pipe with people's data that's going into a robot. Oh, yeah. Just feeding the robot people's hopes and dreams. And that's what powers it. Yeah, that's what powers it. To kill. I mean, Google does have the model, don't be evil. Yeah, but... <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the kind of evil they're talking about. Like, they don't want to influence politics. They just want to influence progress. Profit. Yes. The three Ps. Oh, don't. My boss actually has three Ps. Oh, the three Ps are... there. There's a lot of three Ps in business. It, it's people, progress, polygam, polygamy. Polygamy. Polygamy is what oh, I wanted to say. That's but a, instead I said polygamy. That's a, that's a good third P. Now, the thing about Google, there was a... There was something that went out maybe like two or three years ago where it was like, Google in 2007, don't be evil. Google in 2015, Google, fuck, Google, (laughs) Google in 2015, just Google exclamation point. (laughs) But anyway, it was Google in 2007, don't be evil. Google in 2015, evil is subjective. Well, I mean, yes, because they have expanded what they're doing and Google Plus is still a thing, so they know they don't know when to give up. Yeah, and they know what evil is. Oh, everybody should join Google Plus and look at how much of a nightmare it's become, and it's really not good UI and confusing interface. Finally, it can. I mean, Google Plus is really the Hulu Roku app of social media. You you must I. What? The Hulu Roku app is really bad. All right. I just thought I'd use this, my position of greatest influence, to let people know. I'm using my social media influencer power to try to get the Hulu Roku app. Really don't like saying Hulu Roku app over and over again. Why don't you tweet at them? Hold on. Oh, by the way, Twitter is also doing the same thing Facebook does. What, scraping info? Yeah, pretty much. Probably. No, No, but I love to tweet. I mean, the reality is... We should be conscious or conscientious, 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 conscientious. Thank you. We should be conscientious, conscientious. We should be that word of the fact that uh, Facebook is not the only social media company doing this. Not even the only internet company doing this. It's pretty, like you said, we sell our identity for convenience. So as much as we are up in arms of, of Facebook right now... You should just be aware that probably everything that we do, Pinterest, Amazon, Jeff Bezos with his muscles, mm-hmm. they're all scraping your data. Every, I mean, he can do it so much harder because of the muscles. Well, yeah. For him, it's more like he's he's lifting your data from yeah. you. Yeah, he's lifting it off of the deep web. I don't know. Yeah, I don't... It's tough because we care so much about Facebook, but we've been living in a nightmare of selling our identities... For a decade, at least. Well, I, I think 
on the internet, there's been a general tide comes in, tide goes out sort of cycle with these social media platforms. I mean, going back, Friendster, MySpace, mm-hmm. Facebook, and then Facebook remained on top forever. I think maybe it's time, hey, why not make way for a new social media platform? Reddit's trying to do this, like, become a social media platform. It might be them. Yeah. I hope to God it's not. Yes. Agreed. Or maybe maybe it's time to ditch the social media platform and ascend to, I don't know, go back to geosites. <laughs> ascend to inverse godhood. Yeah, we all get angel fire websites <laughs> again and, you know, post secrets about... Pokemon games. That'd be so much better. Hey, quick social media break since we're talking about quitting social media. What's up? Uh, so I'm, I've typed at Hulu. Uh, your... Well, shouldn't it be Roku? Well, no. Hulu made the app. Well, okay. We can... What we can do... Hold on. Thanks for not uh, focusing on the fact that I said Roku. Since it, since it won't go in their ats and it shows up on our page, I'm going to say, hey, at Hulu, you're at Roku. There you go. Get them both. Is, oh, what's a good word? What's a good word for the level of disdain that I have for the Hulu app? Not good. Is not good. Triple exclamation point. Oh my God. How about you fix it? Why don't so you just go through your PS4? I can watch me some Frasier. <laughs> you should hashtag Frasier if you if you didn't already. <laughs> Wait, at, at Frasier. There's no way there's an at for Frasier, but if you hashtag, I mean, hey, you do you, man. It's on. It, at, is this your account? Hashtag Frasier. <laughs> is this the zero credits account? What? It's, okay. Tweet. He twatted it. All right. So hopefully they'll get that app fixed so I can watch me some Frasier. And I did at Frasier. It is not the show Frasier. It's a person. (laughs) Oh, good. Good. That's great. You know, I wish social media was the playground that I want it to be. And that... Because I've I've studied social media to an extent. I've studied branding. And I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the Zero Credits brand is very anti-marketing. Yeah. And it should work. But it's not, because of course it's not, <laughs> yeah. because it's everything you shouldn't do with your marketing. Yeah, and it turns out doing everything you shouldn't do with your marketing isn't an effective strategy. Unless you're famous. Yeah, so you just have to become famous first and then be anti-branding. I don't think famous people realize how how many barriers they can just like plow through just with their name alone. Becoming famous is easy mode for life. I, I mean, like... No, it, it's hard work to be famous. Yeah, yeah. It, you, Unless you're just lucky and stupid and attractive. Well, yeah. Or you're, like, a Kardashian? Or you, like, play Fortnite. Oh, are you talking about Ninja? Oh, I don't know. He played with Drake. Drake, he's famous! So, I guess Ninja's... Fa- I don't care. I don't play Fortnite. I play Monster Hunter. When is... <laughs> when, is when will we make... Money off of these pro-tier Monster Hunter streams that we've been running. As soon as we partner up with Zach Braff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I imagine he would play. I don't yeah. know. He's got a new show on a network. So uh, we've we've got a new show coming to the Zero Credits Network. It is called uh, Screaming for Relevance with Zach Braff. 
where we play Monster Hunter with Zach Braff. Screaming for relevance? Yeah, all of us want to be relevant. That's... Oh, at least we had a show, though. Yeah. It's nothing that he's relevant, yo. Oh, you're right. Clinging... Here's the... It's the new... It's the Clinging name of our new relevance. Clinging to... Zach Braff. <laughs> if, if I... No, for, for real. If I had a famous friend... And I, and I, and like we were gonna start a podcast, it would be clinging to fame or something, something, something that just reeks of desperation. I would be the host. Yeah, that's like make me famous, and I'd, I'd be like, I, I'm joined again with my special guest, and it's the same special guest every week. It would be the famous friend. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God, could you imagine? He Man. would never have time for us. He wouldn't. But we get to take a bite. <laughs> I take a bite of that fame. No, just of Ryan Reynolds. I think we've made that exact joke before. Yeah, I don't know how it's news to you that we have a years-long Ryan Reynolds cannibalism con. Oh, well, I mean, if you're upfront about it, he's just gonna no. Yeah, it's not really a con at that point. I don't. I mean, I don't want it to be weird. I don't want to take a bite of a human person. Well, you haven't seen him in person. <laughs> you're right. I I haven't seen many famous people. In person, like Nathaniel in the Night Sweats. Nope, sure. That's not his name? It's Nathaniel Ratliff, but sure. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot you were on a first name basis <laughs> with he and the Night Sweats. Yes. <laughs> Duh, I've seen them in person. I've seen Ghosty Grave Man. Shaky Graves. Um, this is just the most recent concert you went to. What? This is just the most recent concert you went totally to. Totally saw them live. You did. You saw them in person. Saw a comedy duo. They're three. Yep. <laughs> comedy troupe. From Auntie, Auntie Donna. Auntie Donna from uh-huh, Australia. Yeah. I've seen them. Uh-huh. Talk to them in person before. Thanked them for coming to our city. I, uh... Got a re- retweet that's practically having dinner. Nice. Practically having dinner. I saw uh, Henry Rollins in person. Oh. Took a little bite. Don't know who that is. Oh, he was the lead singer of Black Flag. Now he's a stand-up comedian slash activist. Is he a good? Yeah, he's really good. Cool. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's cool. My dad once... Uh, we used that. So my dad used to have to stay in Baton Rouge for work. He was a... a s- smelter. No. <laughs> he was an elder melder. He was the equivalent of a superintendent for a charter school system. I thought you were going to say he was the equivalent of a Superman for Louisiana. <laughs> He's the equivalent of a superhero for Louisiana. They called him Beard Guy. <laughs> yes. Because my dad is a beard. Uh-huh. So he was staying at this hotel, and a, a movie production company and all the cast were also staying at that same hotel. And he, he, he would go to the bar at night for, like, a drink. And uh, who would walk in... But one, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, really? Yeah. Not two? Just one. Okay. And so Jeffrey Tambor, he he walks up to the bar, sits down, and just goes, Man, it's so hot. How the hell do you guys deal with it? And then he bought everyone around and no one talked to him. Nice. <laughs> Did your dad get a nibble? No, he just got a sip. Oh, he's just got a sip of that Tambor. Sip of that Tambor juice. Ugh. Gross. Because he bought him around. Oh, okay, yeah. From his own personal <laughs> yes. keg. Yeah, man. All right. so Jeffrey Tambor was like, eat this wine bread. Eat this wine bread. It that's, is my blood and my body. That's the closest I've gotten to farm. What? Fame. Oh. Said in my own way. We've all been family members of people who have seen famous people. Here's a quick thing. Oh. 
what's the closest is i mean that might be it but what's the closest relation you've had to a relatively major celebrity is that it jeffrey tambor two degrees of separation one degree of separation your dad i think my sister my so my sister works for this is getting way too into personal information she works for an event planning company Uh uh-huh they handle a lot of events. One of them was uh, a comic book convention, and she was she had to work it, so she got a little backstage pass to a bunch of the Walking Dead people. Uh huh. Meh. Met Norman Reedus. Uh, no, it was oh. a lot of the ex- extraneous. Maybe James Allen McCune. I don't know if you know him. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I dated someone for a little while. Uh, blood relative of Ted DiBiase. Who is Ted DiBiase? The professional wrestler. What's his name? Ted DiBiase. No, what's his wrestling name? Hold on, I'll find you a picture. Is he like the Iron Sheik? No, his whole thing was that he was really rich. Was he like Ed McMahon? Oh, hold on. Is hold he? On. Wait, hold on. Is he Double H? It's Triple H. What are you talking about? Oh, see, I only I knew of him before he got the third. <laughs> Okay, wait. Is he a Roman Reigns? Is that is that a is that a? How come all wrestling names are not cool? Uh, none of them are cool. Not a single one. I mean, the Undertaker's Undertaker, <laughs> the Undertickle, the Undertaker's relatively cool. But then you got a bunch of people. It's just their names. I think it's cool when it's just your name. That, what your, about CM Punk? What's your superpower if you're just John Cena? <laughs> you can't see him. He's not John. You can't see him. It's John Cena. Yeah. Oh, Cena. Yeah, what about uh, Daniel Bryan? Okay, that's the most boring... That's his whole thing. He's the most boring and likable guy. This is Ted DiBiase. Oh. The million dollar man. So he, he dresses like Liberace. Yes. Why doesn't he say the fighting Liberace? <laughs> You're right. But the million dollar man, look, he's holding money. And a belt. And a belt made of money. Made of money signs. See? And he has the, the face of a millionaire. That's the face of a millionaire? <laughs> it absolutely is. All right, well. Yeah, uh, blood relative of Ted DiBiase. Wait, you, you dated one. I dated one. A blood relative. Yeah, I am not. I had a I once had a friend. I still have this friend. I could have had a child in the DiBiase bloodline. Well, we're swapping blood relative dating stories. Uh-huh. Uh, I had a friend who dated a cousin of... One of the guys from Jackass, the the main one. Oh, uh, Stevo. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, that's not, pretty I'm good. not related to my friend though. So I, I but guess. that's but that's still a degree of separation. Yeah, it, we don't need to we don't need to be blood related. I wasn't blood related to the person I was dating. At least I don't think so. All right, so cash money records. Yes, based out of. Around New Orleans, the, the extended New Orleans area. Uh huh. A lot of their people live local. Uh huh. They're one of the DJs, Manny Fresh. Uh huh. Lived down my street. Nice. It that's, was, that's pretty famous. One Halloween, he'd walked out handing out mixtapes. Good. <laughs> instead of candy. You know, because he didn't want people to go to his house, so mm-hmm. he just he went two streets down and was like, yeah, here you go. You know, CDs <laughs> for Halloween. Nice. So one degree of separation. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I never talked to him. Oh. Rode the bus of his daughter. One degree. Yeah. Yeah, daughter in between. My one mom. Degree. Uh-huh. Taught Joe Horn's kid. Really? Saints player Joe Horn taught his kid. That's 
That's pretty insane. My parents were friends with Chef Paul Prudhomme. He's the Louisiana chef. Yeah. The one that no one knows because of Emeril Lagasse. Yeah. But they were friends with him. All right. Because well, they worked in the restaurant business. We're closer to fame. Well, these are none of the famous people we would want to be close to. Yeah. You know, my uncle's PewDiePie. <laughs> Repeat that once my, more. Uh, my uncle's PewDiePie. Your uncle is the, the richest, like, Swedish yeah. entertainer in the world. Yeah, blood relative, Ted DiBiase. All right, well, get him on the horn and let's try to hook up some cross promotion. I will. He's tough to talk to. Uh, mostly because of the way he is. <laughs> it is... Oh, whatever. Everything scares him for some reason. <laughs> I, I've never watched one of PewDiePie's videos. I have no interest in watching him. Does he still play Minecraft? I have no idea. Me either. Fucking no idea. See, I watch sophisticated things like Funhouse. <laughs> yes. I watch sophisticated things like videos on mute of people speedrunning Zelda games. Why on mute? I don't know. I don't like to listen to things. Not a lot of speedrunners talk when they play. Yeah, that's why. That's why I watch speedruns. I uh, I like I like speedruns. <laughs> All right. So I I said that with my lead-in voice, but I nothing know. came afterwards. It, what happened like a, to this podcast? We got really in the weeds because we talked about we mentioned briefly fame uh-huh. and got <laughs> and then we freaked the fuck out about fame and and then got sidetracked. Like if we ever met a famous person. You ever heard of the term star fucker? <laughs> no. <laughs> You've never heard of that? I have not. It's basically when you don't treat a star like a normal person, <laughs> you treat him as like a god. Okay, yeah. I feel like that would be us. Because Probably. that's what happened when we met Auntie Donna. Yeah, it really did. Worst experience of my life. Oh, man. What a... No, I love Auntie Donna. I just freaked out about it. Oh, what same. What were we... Uh... Facebook is evil. Yeah, I think we wrapped that up. Yeah, we wrapped that up, then we freaked out about fame. Because the way that segment ended was I told them about the Mozilla extension. Download that Mozilla extension. Uh-huh. Use it if you want to protect your data f- from Facebook and still use Facebook. And if you don't want to use Facebook, now's a good time to delete it. I'm not going to delete it, but I did delete all of the apps. John deleted the app last week live on the air. And so uh, I, I feel like that is a good... Just, just keep washing the Facebook stock. If it keeps going down... Well, no, we actually made an impact, although I feel like the impact has already been made. I'm just really glad I shorted all that Facebook stock before I leaked all that data to Cambridge Analytica. Uh, I mean, what? what? Let's not joke about that. The SEC is watching me pretty close. <laughs> okay. Especially because of your job. Yeah. <laughs> the nature of my job. I just filled out a very not fun form today. Oh, was it the I got caught embezzling form? Uh, it is the opposite of that. It is you have to prove you weren't. Oh, and why? D- just because I, I have to sit for a series of difficult and expensive tests. Oh. So I have to say I've never been guilty of or alleged of certain crimes. And I have to provide a total work and residential history for the last 10 years. Jesus Christ. It's a bummer. But you're going to go through it? I mean, I have to. Oh, it's expensive, but I do. Oh. Wait, if, if you have to, are they paying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they pay. That's why they're vetting you beforehand. Yeah, I wouldn't pay for it. All right. Man, I feel I feel like there's not really room in this episode for another segment. I mean, I have a brief... A brief question? Uh, yes, a brief question. That would be great. It could lead into a larger discussion. But That's fine. We'll wing it. All right, so the... I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Uh-huh. 
Cannes? What? Cannes? What? The French Film Festival. Can. Can or cans, depending on how you want to pronounce it. So it so it ends in S. But technically, it ends in an E. I have heard a French person say it. Can and it sounds most like con. Con. All right. So the, the famous French film festival has recently made a ruling that they will no longer feature films from Netflix or Amazon mm. because they don't they don't premiere their their movies in theaters. Instead, they, they choose to distribute them on their streaming services. My question to you is, is that fair? No. All right. I, I genuinely don't think it is because I think that film is a medium that has needed to evolve for a long time. And I think that for all of the evil of Netflix, for all of the dangers that it poses to the medium of film, saying that you can't uh, put a film up for any kind of award or recognition because of its method of transmission, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a distribution method. There's nothing inherently different from a Netflix film than from a traditionally distributed film. And if you're a film festival, shouldn't your primary concern be the quality or integrity of the art in front of you and not how people can view the art? Yeah, but uh, but Cannes also gave the palm door to... Last year, or the year before, to the square, which is one of the most boring pieces of white European tut-tutting I've ever seen. I hate that movie. I've, I hate that movie, and Cannes loved it. I haven't even heard of it. It's on Hulu. You can watch it. It's I hate that movie. Okay. I hate that movie, and it got one of the highest honors in filmmaking. And it's, like, so specifically made to have no connection to reality and only to entertain like super holier than thou like white european dudes so it's like can bait it is it absolutely is because the entire message of the square is the new world's weird people have messed up values art can be bullshit that's like come on man it, it it opens on a scene of like a lady like, trying to canvas, being like, oh, would you like to save a life today? And then there's, like, a homeless person on the street. It's like, I get it. You're showing that she's asking people to save lives by signing a petition, and she could just help that homeless person. Oh, boy. What incisive civ civil commentary. Maybe her wording could be better, but I feel like she's trying to tackle, like, a system that creates said individual on the street that that is the depth of the squares commentary is basically what you said okay is it's like if you read into it for a second and look at it through the lens of the world we actually live in it's it's fine we don't need to talk about the square I no mean, one's seen it i mean that's kind of fascinating because as far as film goes at least for americans we get a very american centric view mm -hmm. and that was not always the case. Like, if you go back before movies, just books, mm -hmm. people read books from all over and get exposed to a bunch of different per perspectives. But that's not something we really get anymore, even though that not all the people who make movies in America are American. I it mean, you, you look at the fact that American movies, the American sensibilities of filmmaking have extended so far. 
And you, a lot of European sensibilities are only being really strongly communicated like art house or independent movies because the square is super European. Oh, and Elizabeth Moss is in it. Oh, I don't know who that is. She's in A Handmaid's Tale. Oh, wait, no, I know it now because that's the one that she's in. Yeah. Because she's she's from Handmaid's Tale. She's good. Yeah. She's good in it. Okay. But it's a bad movie. All right. It's also a movie about how, like, art can be... Why can't art just be art? Why is everything got to be social media? You know where movies like that could find a real audience or, like, a niche audience even? It's on streaming services, like you said. Yeah. The Square's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Just because it came out in a theater first doesn't mean it's a better film than, say, like, Beast of No Nation. Yeah, I, I think that... The method of transmission does not matter. It is the it is the meat of that communication. It is the message, not the trans not the method of transmission. But I, and I feel like the banning of Netflix films from the Kane Festival is setting a dangerous precedent of just making the connotation of Netflix film oh, it wasn't good enough for a theater. Yeah. I, I mean Netflix doesn't really help its case with like the Cloverfield Paradox and Bright. Yep. But, I mean, that's not the only two movies they've made. They've made other good movies. They made the documentary, the documentary Icarus. Yeah, Icarus, good. And that won, won an Oscar. Won an Oscar. And I've, also, I believe that Steven Spielberg has come out and say, said that he agrees that uh, Netflix should not win awards or whatever. Yeah. But also, he old. And also, he's making one of the most nostalgic-fueled pieces of trash I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I was I was talking to my boss today. I was like, oh, sorry. I was late. I was buying Ready Player One tickets. It's like, why? Why am I mad? <laughs> why am I mad? <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, se- seriously. Like, I'm sorry if you're excited about Ready Player One. But, uh, I mean, if you want it, if you want to see nostalgia, just watch Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, I, not Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can see what happens to a franchise... That leans too heavily on nostalgia. There's no meat. Yeah, or uh, by saying you could watch Jurassic Park, totally accurate. You want to experience nostalgia, just experience the thing that you're nostalgic yeah. for. You, you want to see The Iron Giant? Go rewatch The Iron Giant. It's a really great movie and it still stands up today. It's real, real good. Even though, I, I mean, maybe you can't get past the fact that Jennifer Anderson's voice doesn't match your character's body. But who cares? Yeah, I really thought it was weird they cast her as the Iron Giant. I know, right? And Vin Diesel plays the waitress? Yeah, Vin Diesel's like, ah, coffee. And she's like, I'm from France. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from France. (laughs) That's all she says. She's flying through the sky. Spoilers. But she says, (laughs) 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 Yep. Nobody told you life was going to be this way. So Kane's... Raisin Cane's Film Festival. You're you, on notice. You put that Netflix back in your film festival. What's what's the difference between like Sundance and the Cane Film Festival? They're just film festivals. Why? They're I don't know. That's a bigger question that I'm not equipped Why? to answer. Why? Because they're supposed to be. They were ostensibly supposed to be celebrations of the medium of film, but eventually they just turned into state institutions that limit film more than they advance it. Like the Oscars. Da, 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 da. Nobody told you life was going to be this way. (laughs) 
All right. Well, I feel like... I feel like we've burned this house down. And left just the smoldering ashes. It's been a while since we had one of these podcasts where we had like a lot of content. And then kind of right at the end, it just kind of falls off a cliff. I mean, that's what happens when the episode should have ended 20 minutes ago. You're right. And you know what reminds me of the episode? Should have having had ended. Should have... Having ended, should, should have having ended. Should yeah, have should have. would a twer, would that it were so simple? You can correct you can, our grammar. You can correct our grammar at Twitter, which also scrapes your information at zcpcwhj on twitter.com, which stands for Henry. Zombies coming, people coming. Watch. Him jump! <laughs> oh no! Jumping zombies! It's the worst! Who knew? They walk real slow, but they jump real high. And fast? <laughs> and fast. <laughs> Could you imagine this like lumbering and then. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like spiders! Like spiders! Like jumping oh. spiders! Oh, jumping spider God. zombies. Oh. If you want to send us pictures of spiders, you can send them to Zero Credits as a podcast at gmail.com henry is not enthused oh, about anonymous spider pics i hope they go just to you and not to me now i'm going to continue the moratorium on facebook and yeah. not continue to put our facebook in here but we stream video games on twitch.tv slash zero credits there might be something happening there in the future and always you can like comment and subscribe on itunes and just a reminder, the word of the mouth is the best way to spread the word of the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your wife, tell your gun, tell your knife. <laughs> tell your gun, tell your knife? <laughs> don't don't tell your gun or your knife, because they're not real. And they can't, they don't, they don't spread the word, they just spread pain. Yeah. Or cut carrots, depending on the type of knife. If you want to carve zero credits into... <laughs> A carrot with a knife and take a picture and send it and then put a spider on it and send it to our Gmail. You can do that. But uh, from everybody here. That's my line. God. Shit. We just want to say from everyone here at the Zero Credit Studios, including the person knocking on the door next door. We want you to have a. <laughs> I thought I heard knocking from my closet. We want you to have a happy week. Oh, man. What a weird knocky field. Oh, weird. Oh, man. What a weird jumping zombie is in your closet. What, uh, what, what spiders lurk therein. If they ever came out with a zombie spider, I think I'd kill myself. Bioware, the zombie makers.